Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David. With me, as always, is Darth Austin. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Or the Darth of Excuses, as we like to call him nowadays. Darth Allergist. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, welcome back. Um, we, we, you know, <laughs> continuing our <clears throat> terrible run of being consistent... Um, should have done the finale by now, probably. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we, we've had a lot going on. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that as we go along. But yeah, I mean, we recorded our last episode, which would have been episode four of The Mandalorian, The Foundling. I I don't know. You, you know, I, I, I do get to points where, you know, I do get a little tired of editing stuff. And this is terribly easy. It really is easy to do. But, you know, I, I had gotten I, just busy weekends, really. And, um, you know, I, I didn't even release that episode the following Monday that we recorded it. Oh, so really? technically it was like a week late as well. So we're like we're like throwing about two weeks between episodes <laughs> roughly right now. Um but you know, lot lot going on and, and so forth. It's been um, <clears throat> it's been a pretty hectic, uh, pretty hectic. Well, first half half of the year essentially. Yeah, for sure. We keep saying it'll slow down. Maybe someday it will. Maybe, uh, but yeah. Dis- disclaimer: uh, as we run through this, as I cough. <laughs> yeah, he might be coughing. I might be clearing my throat. Uh, I was, you know, sort of mildly sick last weekend, and then. Uh, now in the somewhat great state of Ohio, we've gotten all these air quality warnings and stuff. So our like, it's, it's constantly foggy, which somebody had said today that might've been due to some like wildfires or something like that. Yeah. So it's in Canada. Blame Canada. Well, Blame now, I, Canada. I'm talking about coughing and hacking and I just punched my mic, you know, so there's <laughs> mic noises going on. We're just, it's we're just a mess. used to be jackasses the yeah. entire episode and bug everyone with loud noises. just terrible 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 quality podcast um but yeah no I, I noticed the i noticed it the other day it was like um uh yeah monday i guess when i was driving home it was weird because like monday i don't know what it was driving in and driving home there was like no traffic on the road mm-hmm. it's like everybody just took a long weekend or something but when i was driving home i was like wow it's really foggy what the hell's yeah. going on? And then the next day, wow, it's Tuesday, really foggy. Tuesday I got to work. It's like, is it going to rain? Yeah, well, and then it just stayed that way all day. And, and that's the thing. Nothing. Like, Ashley's been asking me the past two days, is it going to rain? Do you, it, it's not supposed to rain, is it? It's like, no, it's it's yeah. just air quality. So, so yeah, that's a lot of fun. And obviously, you have terrible allergies. I don't have great allergies either, but apparently a little bit better than yours. You know, I've never had... A ton of allergy issues. Well, I shouldn't say never, but uh, the, the last seven-year cycle where everything changes in your life, I've been pretty good with allergies. Apparently, I've hit a new seven years, and I am a mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But it was, uh, it was interesting. I saw the like some of the stuff from New York. They're getting it way, way worse than us, and a lot of people are joking like it, it looks like Fallout, the video game, outside as you walk out. It's like a yellowish haze everywhere it's it could be worse it definitely could be worse but it was funny we uh we had a meeting inside today and there was mention of uh uh the 
client potentially shutting down our site because of air quality. Oh. We walk outside, yeah, which uh, the air quality index that they shoot for, anything over, like, 101, they shut it down. We were at 154. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) So I really don't know why (laughs) we didn't shut down. Uh, Smokers love. I really don't know why we didn't shut down, but... uh, I'm kind of hoping we do tomorrow. I'm not going to lie. Working a lot of overtime this week. I could use a day to rest and forget that I have allergies. No, that's that's fair. That's definitely fair. Everyone walked fair. outside like, is someone barbecuing? <laughs> like we all became more conscious of it after we heard of the air quality. Yep, you always, always do. I'm just like, I feel like I'm standing by someone smoking a really good cigar. <laughs> but it's, it's like, getting old quickly. Mm, smells super nice out here. Triple Maduro. <laughs> oh, very nice. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. That's uh, the weather weather podcast. Um, so anyway, let's 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 preview our, our our next podcast that we're gonna do, and let's talk about bourbon. <laughs> bourbon, yeah. <laughs> so memorial, hate, absolutely hate all bourbon. It's terrible. It's That's garbage. right. Well, we we actually got to take a trip down to uh, Kentucky over uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, went down to the Frankfurt area and uh, went to four, yeah, four different yeah. distilleries. So we went to obviously Buffalo Trace. We did Bullet, Castle and Key, and uh, Woodford Reserve. Yeah. Um, it you know it's funny because like I actually wouldn't mind doing a, like a, a sort of liquor related podcast. Now I would want a cooler setting for it, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. But well, that's one of the things I had talked about with starting another podcast. I remember kind of talking about maybe having a bourbon every month or so that we mm-hmm. review a cigar, and just sitting and kind of talking about a wide variety of topics, whether that be politics, man-related stuff, just world stuff going on, just all kinds of different stuff. And I feel like good cigar and a good glass of bourbon is a good starting point for that. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to talk about that at some point. Cause I, I, you know, when I get into things, I usually get pretty hard into things and, uh, you know, I do a lot of research on stuff. Uh, I I've, I've been watching a couple of, um, YouTubers that do talk about like bourbon that are very bourbon and whiskey centric. Yeah. Um, one of them was Bruzel. And I'm also that kind of guy that when I find a channel that I like, I don't really like to watch other channels. Yeah. Yeah. You get very biased towards it. I, I, I do. And, and he, he's, he, he, his content's interesting. I like when he does, he does the videos where he actually goes to different places and different States and so forth and like hunts for bourbon. So he'll go to different liquor stores and like get in the lotteries and all that stuff. And I find that to be mildly interesting but um, I'm the know, same way with Dry Creek Wrangler School mm, with his. Uh, yeah, his I've cigar seen him reviews. too. Yep, I love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, but yeah, it, it was it was interesting going down there. We uh, we we got in Saturday afternoonish, and and we went to Bullet. Yeah, that's something that you've you've kind of been into here and there. I think Bullet's yeah. a, a great mixer. You know, makes a, mm-hmm. a good standard old fashioned. It's good mixing bourbon. I actually like bullet. I, I like bullet setup quite a bit. It, yeah, it was a little, nice. little out of the way, but you know, it, it had a nice little shop. It had a nice entryway with, with some barrels that people signed. 
it had a little bar area. We didn't drink when we were there, but um, the, it had a nice little bar area, a nice seating area outside. So I, I kind of enjoyed that. Um, the main thing is we were really planning this whole deal to get um, stuff for our, our wedding. Uh, and the Not main... our wedding, we're brothers. That'd be weird. Yeah, that would be it weird. Well, yeah, people are weird nowadays. No offense, but <laughs> you are. You're all weird. Um, but... But we, the main focus was I wanted to get just standard buffalo trays for the wedding. And the idea was is that because they do have buying restrictions, non-allocated stuff, so buffalo trays, wheat, uh, what is it, Wheatley? Wheatley's. Wheatley's uh, vodka, the bourbon cream, uh, the Sazerac rye, mm-hmm. and then was there another one that wasn't? Taylor? Not- no, no, was, no, no, no. No, it wasn't. I thought there was one other non-allocated thing that maybe maybe that was it. So those are one per person per day. The allocated stuff, um, which the rotation right now is E.H. Taylor, Weller, um, Blanton's, and uh, Eagle Rare, that's one per person every 90 days. So, you know, Ashley had been – she found this blog – that tells you the day of what they're supposed to allocate and what the chances are for the f- next day. So we were looking at this cause, uh, she wanted Blanton's. I wanted Eagle rare, you know, we got in Saturday and we weren't able to get anything the allocated. The allocated was EH Taylor that day. Um, but we, we got our Buffalo trace. So each of us, all four of us bought a bottle of Buffalo trace each day. So we wound up with 12 bottles. We cracked one while we were there, and then you took home one. Um, and then the next day, we got there at in a huge line. Absolutely massive line. Yeah, ridiculous. Like probably 300-plus people in front of us. Probably. And there were more behind us. It was, it was pretty wild. And the drop that day was Blanton's, and that's what Ashley really wanted. She wanted a bottle of Blanton's. Um, and we got in, and I was sweating bullets, got in, and as long as you're Ton in left. that line. Ton left. <laughs> as long as you're in that line and you're not like two hours later than opening time, you will get something. At least that's our that's what our experience was. So we were able to get our Blanton's. That was very cool. Uh, got to pick our little horsey. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then... Uh, after that, we went to, uh, to Castle and Key, which beautiful grounds, not great spirits in my opinion. Yeah. Great grilled cheese cart that was there. And they did which make a good gin and tonic. That's, that probably moves around. True enough. Fine. Yeah. And, their gin and tonic was very good. Didn't like their gin. Yeah. It was weird. And it was a, it was a pre-made draft cocktail. Yeah. It's weird. Which is also not something you see all that often with like a gin or a vodka. No, that no. It's interesting. It was interesting. Probably why we liked it because it got to sit a little bit and <laughs> probably a <mix> <laughs> little marination. Um, and then we went to Woodford Reserve, which pretentious. I place. It was it was my least favorite. Now the drink we got there it was, was it's good. Very boring. The drink good was drink. good though. Did you did you end up taking your little card home? No, we had to drop in the basket. You didn't drop yours. I did, too. Yes, I did. You did drop yours? I did did not see you drop yours. I did. Yeah, I did. 
yeah, I, I, I anyway, it was pretentious. It, it, I didn't really care for it all, all that much. It was too clean. I would compare it to walking into an Apple store. Yes, exactly. It was, it was just, it was too much. And, and I'll be honest with you, Woodford Reserve is not high on my list. And I know that it's, there are some people that really like certain Woodfords. I, for me, it's just not my preference in, 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 in bourbon. That's just me. Yeah. Although um, I will say the guy that walked up to us, uh, super nice guy, but you look at him, it's like, yeah, you totally drink Woodford. This is your bourbon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we were going to go to Four Roses after that, but it was a little late in the day. We didn't mm-hmm. get to. And then Monday, we were leaving, so we hit Buffalo Trace one more time, and we got the Eagle Rare. Yes. I was very happy about that. Me too. We finally cracked that open. Oh, did you crack it? A few days ago to try it. Very impressive. Is everything gone? No, God, no. <laughs> no, we've, no I've, I've shared with probably five people now, and we've been very conservative with them. That's good. They're all they're all still in pretty good shape. I do like to flex and be like, yeah, the the Blanton, the the two hundred dollar bottle of Blanton, which was heavily discounted. I would not spend that much on a bourbon. Sixty three dollars at Buffalo yeah. Trace. Now again, you got to get there during the day. Price. Yeah, yeah, you got to get there during the day. But it, it, I mean, it's a single barrel, and I I know that people, I know that there are people that don't. Actually, this is a this is probably our first topic for that future podcast. Why do people hate Blantons? And I've come up with reasons why. Uh, and honestly, so much of it, I think, is just the allocation, the secondary market price, and the fact that most people don't really like single barrel bourbons. Because yeah, the fact is, I, is that every barrel could be different. See, I kind of like that. Now, I will say that I really enjoyed the bottle I got. I thought it was nine day difference from most bourbons I've had. Very yeah. smooth, no burn whatsoever. Really, I just really appreciated it. I don't. I'm not a big fan of burn with my drinks. Sure, that's not what I'm looking for. Obviously, yeah. it's something you deal with with any whiskey or bourbon. But I want it to be pretty smooth, and I'm willing to spend slightly more because of that. Yeah, and I feel like what I paid for Blanton's compared to other bourbons in the same price range much higher quality product. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we haven't broken into any of ours, uh, quite yet, but I know the Blanton's that we tasted at Buffalo trace was very good. Um, the thing we've probably had the most is that bourbon cream. We've made a couple of, uh, root beer and bourbons. Those were really good. Their bourbon cream's really Dad good. Dad loves that. Yeah. I was, Ooh, that's tasty. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mr. Liquor 43. Of course it is. Well, that's something that we can get at Costco if he really likes it. You know, oh, so, really? Yeah. Nice. Apparently it's, it's available at Costco, but I'll tell you no. what, the, one of the bigger surprises that Wheatley's vodka, that yeah. was really good vodka. Absolute best vodka I've ever had. Straight up. No mixers straight up. One of probably one of the top vodkas that I can, I can come up with. Very good. I was, I was anticipating a worse flavor when I tried that. Yeah. Than when I tried the rye, and I hate rye. I, I, I love that like Sazerac. Yeah. 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 I I can't necessarily claim to be a rye person either, but that that Sazerac that they make is 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 very good. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of got into it a little bit when uh, when I was in New Orleans because like pretty much everywhere you go they have a Sazerac cocktail, and yeah. I tried 
maybe like three or four from different places. And there was only one that I really, really liked, which was at Arnon's when we were having dinner there. Um, and the guy who made that was, was, it was very tasty, but yeah, I mean, even straight up that, that Sazerac rye was really, really good. So I, I, you know, I, I don't have anything bad to say about Buffalo trace, uh, whatsoever. That was easily my favorite stop. And I'd, I'd love to go, you know, one day when we can book a tour, but you know, we tried to do that, but they were booked six months in advance. Yeah. God. Yeah, definitely. I love the brand. I love their their layout and it's definitely a place I'd like to go to, you know, maybe every year or two. Yeah. Um, we'll say one thing. The bourbon trail taught me how few bourbons actually work in an old fashioned. Yeah. Because yeah. we were not happy with most of our old fashions we got. The Woodford wasn't great. Uh, what was the other one we tried? Yeah, I'm trying to think about what that was. I, I cannot remember. But Bullet was like the only one that made a good old fashioned. But Bullet's pretty neutral. I like yeah. a bu- I like a Buffalo Trace, uh, just straight yep. Buffalo Trace uh, old fashioned. Yeah, that was the one we made back in the the Uber, the Uber. Yeah, <laughs> the Airbnb. The Airbnb. Yeah, that's right. I did. I, I made I made everybody. Uh, a nice little little old fashioned. That was pretty yes, good with our very awkward mixing apparatus. <laughs> yeah, it worked. It was fine. It did. It did. But yeah, it, it was it was a good it was a good trip. We we ate, we drank, um, drove around a lot. Good scenery, you know. Yep. And uh, Airbnb was okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was alright. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Weird town. Very weird town. Frankfurt, if, if when we go again, I would probably prefer to stay in maybe Louisville or mm-hmm. Lexington, maybe, I as opposed Lexington to Frankfurt. Interesting. Uh, Frankfurt didn't in, impress me all that much. No offense, it was just kind of it was dull. Yeah, it was it was. It's a little definitely dull. the town that everyone leaves to go on holiday excursions. It seems like that. Yeah, yeah, it was really weird. And they weren't used to having any tourists whatsoever. Definitely got weird looks when, like, you were asking questions, what you'd suggest, and all that. So, yeah, for sure, absolutely. But no, it was it was a it was a fun weekend. The uh, picture we took afterwards when we got back to the house and laid everything out, you know, as we were kind of splitting it between, you know, the two sides. There it was just it was kind of comical how much we had because I think we yeah. brought home, well, I mean, twelve bottles of Buffalo Trace. Uh, Two, three Eagle Rares, I think six three Blantons. Blantons. Or was it three Blantons? Was, I don't think it was six. No, or six. That's not yeah. what I meant. I, I meant to say four, but if it was three, there yeah. you go. Um, you know, two bourbon creams, two things of vodka, one one uh, one handle and one handle and one smaller. Uh, yeah, the Sazerac. We we had a bunch of mixers. Like both the ladies bought different mixers, and then. Ashley yep. had also bought that uh, pre-mixed uh, Buffalo Trace Manhattan thing, which wound up being really mm. good. It was yeah. like a 33% deal. Um, and then just a whole host of other stuff. We bought a box of bitters and we, you know, we bought, we bought quite a bit. It was, it was kind of comical how much was actually purchased. And, and uh, yeah. yeah. Dad just shook <laughs> his head when I showed him that picture. He was super proud of his alcoholic sons. It's it's not it's not about being alcoholics. It's about being prepared. Yeah. And the, and the thing is is like and that that goes back to the original point. Blanton's in the wild, if you can find it, is not cheap. Um, Eagle Rare is 
the same thing. I mean, Eagle Rare is a 10 year whiskey, you know, it's a 10 year mm. bourbon, man. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Blanton's is what, six or eight, something like that in that range. I don't really remember. I was thinking seven, but okay. yeah, maybe, maybe eight. Yeah. But there, there's, there's just, you know, there's a lot to be said about, about that kind of stuff. But anyway, just having it is, is nice. And, you know, eventually when yeah. we kind of get our kind of house, house, you know, I'm going to build a bar. Yeah. Same here. That's the plan. So yeah. nothing else. It'll be a cool little display to have all those. I do yeah. want to eventually get the little, uh, the wood piece for the little corks for the horses. I think yeah. that'd be kind of neat. Yeah. And I, I've, I've been scoping out a couple of other things that I've kind of been, uh, you know, researching and whatnot, a couple of other, you know, highly recommended bourbons and, and so forth. Some things that are, are actually available more yeah. often and some things that are, that are not. So that might be, uh, that might be another venture we do one day. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. We might just stop this and do something else. Who knows? We're just crazy <laughs> about it. Uh, Boy. We'd still probably end up talking about Star Wars an obnoxious amount. <laughs> we get comments. They talk more about Star Wars on this podcast than they did the Star Wars podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, boy. Well, anyway, uh, so about 20 minutes in, how's your week been? Well, as, as stated, terrible air quality, lots of overtime. Not amazing. Got a free grill, so that was kind of cool Ooh, this week. Ooh, free grill. Yeah, I had to buy a yeah, grill here yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah, I've been shopping around, so I was very glad not to drop the $400 on that. That's a really, about... really good neighbor. We're getting ready to move, obviously, and the, the neighbor's super bummed because I'm kind of his electrician and handyman. He's yeah. doing a lot of renovations on the house, and he just randomly hit me up the other day. He's like, hey, I still got a light fixture you could change, and I kind of felt bad, but he's like, well, I got this grill to entertain my kids, but since my kids never come around, uh, like, yeah, oh, that's rough. Oh, and now I'm leaving you too. I have to go and visit with him. And I, I picked up the grill. He's like, it just invite me over for grill outs every once in a while. It's like, you got it. Yeah, for sure. You got it. Yeah, no, grills are expensive. I think we were probably near 500 for the Weber. We, we got a, a Weber grill. Not. Not a super huge one. I don't really appreciate super huge grills anymore. You know, yeah. massive four burners. It's like a two burner. It it's been fantastic. We've actually been using it quite a bit. Um, even did some sort of light meal prep on it this past Sunday. So we had, you know, a couple chickens, some pork chops, some burgers, and some brats. I just did them all on yeah. Sunday, and we've kind of been eating them throughout the week. So nice yeah yeah i wouldn't mind getting one of the uh little weber grill smoker combo deals with yeah. little, like automatic feed pellets yeah that'd be kind of cool but yeah that'd be kind of neat but i don't want the huge one i want like the second size up <laughs> yeah like i want to fit more than two steaks but a pulled pork is all i really need yeah so. absolutely absolutely so yeah not not much on my on my end it's just been mainly work yeah. Uh, so, uh, not much there. We're just gearing up to build the fence this weekend, and then uh, following weekend is uh, Father's Day. Yep. yep. So looking forward to that. Getting to have some all you can eat meat and a few other little things going on. So. Yep. Going nice to Brazilian Steakhouse. Something our dad randomly said. Hey, you know, it'd be kind of cool <laughs> Brazilian Steakhouse. Like, when the hell do you ever make suggestions? Right. Do you even know what that is? <laughs> do, do you know what that is? <laughs> Do you know what you're getting into? Oh, boy. 
Yeah. You know what he should try? He should try to do like his liquor 43, but add a little bit of that cream, make a cream soda. Oh, yeah. No, I told him. Like, he, <laughs> like you might like these together. I might throw up if I try that, but yeah, you ooh, might like it. Ugh, so much sweetness. Yeah. All right. Well, enough of that malarkey. I guess we can go ahead and talk some Star Wars here. Yeah. So we've got Mandalorian. Um, Season three, episode five, the chapter 21, the pirate. Yeah. So we're kind of actually picking back up uh, where we sort of left uh, towards the beginning of the season on Navarre. And, uh, you know, grief is grief in his little town of like 100 people. Did you notice how little amount of people it seems to be for as big as this city is supposed to be? Yeah, well, that could be that could have dark implications. Yeah. <laughs> well, at any rate, uh, they are being attacked by the pirates, uh, Gory and Shard. Not Shart, Shard. Uh, who is doing his piratey thing and just launching a bombardment from... Well, not orbit, just atmospheric bombardment here. And, uh, you know, then we, we're, we're actually kind of getting into some interesting stuff. I think it's interesting. This is probably where most people kind of checked out is really? the Republic stuff. And, oh, by the way, tell them who showed up here in the bar. Zeb. Yeah. Good old Zeb. And look at look at the detail on Zeb. I Zeb know. looks great. I was so happy for how little time we get with him. How awesome he looks. Yeah, what 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 a random thing. I mean, it's great that they put him in here, but it's just you're you're just kind of like, oh crap, it's it's Zeb. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, it was so jarring. It's like, I gotta look it up. Just to be safe. <laughs> I did too. I was like, is that another Lazad? It's not Zeb, yeah. right? Or is it Zeb? So that was kind of that was that was a really the neat most cameo. somber Zeb ever, by the way. Right. Which is saying something for Zeb, but yeah. Yeah. Definitely a lot of little references to Rebels, which I love. We get uh get a few little peeks of what's to come. I'm sure you have some information that I'm gonna be excited about. I'm I'm hoping anyway, so I have information about what? Well, you have watched the show. Oh, you're talking about further down the line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't get too excited. Anyway, okay. so <laughs> we do follow our, our Captain Carson Teva, or Teva, um, as he is basically peti- petitioning the New Republic uh, for aid in the Outer Rim, specifically for Navarre and... He shut down, and we also have Delphi uh, ain't having it, right? We we also, by the way, Tim Meadows is a uh, Colonel yeah. Tuttle, which was kind of yeah. funny. Yeah, I just he's like right at the age where that mustache is really fitting for him yeah. too. I loved it. Yeah, but we obviously have this kind of like overworked division. Um, the captain brings in the message from grief. You know, basically just saying that, you know, I need I need help. And Tuttle doesn't even get through the entire message. He stops it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, again, have uh, 
Kane uh, or, or Katie, Katie O'Brien here, the Kane character, um, kind of butting in here uh, a little bit. And uh, basically the reminder is, is that they're not a member planet. They're not, they never signed a petition. They're, they're not a part of the new Republic. So we can't help them because the new Republic can't even help itself. Yep. Uh huh. Because the new Republic doesn't have the infrastructure to actually take care of. Well, we hear it later on, not even the mid rim. Yep. Let alone anything else. Well, this is, this is the problem. And this is what we've debated in, in like uh, legends and all this stuff. The new Republic sucks. Yes. It sucks. The new Republic was, I shouldn't even say that the rebels were meant to do one thing. Unfortunately, they needed another source of government to take over for them once they liberated the galaxy. They did not need to do anything else. Yeah. Because they only knew how to do one thing properly. Oh, I've also been saying Navarre, by the way, Navarro. So yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, you know, we even we even get these pieces and parts even in, in last episode or, or the episode before that, or maybe we haven't got. Anyway the shipyards where they're breaking down all these ships. And it's like, this is a direct thing with Mon Mothma effectively wanting to break down the military and it's stupid. How do you render aid without some sort of, you know, whatever you want to call it, Alliance coalition or just a general military to provide aid. And this is, this is the interesting dichotomy when people talk about like, well, why does the U.S. fund the military like it does? Because the military just doesn't fight wars. It does a lot more than fight war. It also... Yeah, we wouldn't have survived as long as we have if we didn't have a strong standing military. Well, people debate that, I'm sure. But, I mean, the whole thing is there's a lot of humanitarian efforts. There's a lot of protection that we provide for other countries. I mean, my God, why are we still in Germany? We're still there. I mean, obvious reasons. We know why we're still in Germany. We know why we're in other places where we, we know why we're a part of NATO. We know why we're still in, you know, the border between North Korea and South Korea. We know why these things happen. And because we know why, that's why we keep it, you know? And and this is like, I understand that you want to, you don't want to fight. You don't want to have war ships. You don't want to have all this warrior stuff. I, I understand. But when you're, you're not dealing with a planet, you're dealing with a galaxy of different yeah. planets and some need help. And the further out you get, the less helpful the Republic is, you know, and, and, well, it's, and unfortunately the, the pirates are kind of a great example. This show doesn't paint Mon Mothma in a good light, just as most things don't because it just adds to the absurdity of her wanting to demilitarize the new Republic. How do you deal with the pirates? They don't go away. They just expand. Yeah. And they're just as threatening as the empire. If you leave them alone long enough. Yeah. It it, It might not be organized as well, but they're still a huge threat and they're going to keep pushing towards your doorstep every day. Yeah. And there are so many parallels to a lot of things we see. You know, when, when you, you know, we all want to be a polite society. We, we want to be, uh, what allows us to be a polite society? It's order, which is controlled by having the first order. (laughs) 
Well, you know, for, for me, it's just like you, and it, it sounds terrible, but because you shouldn't have to have a deterrent, but if you only give into pacifism, it's a great thing to, to be, it's a great idea. But in reality, well, it's, a great, it's a great idea until people are involved with you yeah. can make the argument that yeah. socialism is an amazing idea until people become involved. Oh, whoa. OK, comrade. I mean, geez. Uh, I mean, comrades, don't worry. He didn't just say that. Uh, no, but, but the, the, the simple fact of the matter is it's it's the corruption of people that cause a lot yeah. of the issues. The idea that, you know, everyone gets guaranteed a certain standard of life is a great thought until people corrupt it yeah and it's the same with mon mothma saying well we've defeated the empire there's no other threats we don't need to deal with this this is a galaxy full of monsters it is you don't you you can't demilitarize just because of that you don't get to negotiate with rancor yeah you kill them (laughs) yeah it's it, it is too bad because you do need a strong representative government and I mean, for me, you, you need to have that to get all the voices out there, but with the understanding that the more people are involved, the less you get done. However, having that still guarantees everyone a seat at the table. Now that's what Palpatine was smacking down. You know, he's like, you're, you have your Senate, but I am the power. I'm the dictator. Mm-hmm. This is a puppet, puppet system. I do believe he said he is the Senate. Well, he is the Senate. That's true. But, you know, w- without, without good guys out there who are enabled to, to fight back, it, it, it's, you know, God, I, I really just don't want this to turn this way, but that's why yeah. I'm not a fan of disarming citizens either. Yeah. You know, it's it's why I, I you know I, I'm not a fan of that, and it, hey, it this is shows a great example of why you shouldn't disarm the citizens well, because the new yeah. republic can't protect you. Well, it, it's also it's also a, a funny thing about Hollywood. Actors do go out there and, and villainize you know law-abiding citizens who own firearms today, but yet every single movie or show that they do, what does everybody have? A gun a blaster, a lightsaber, uh, something to protect themselves with. Because we all fundamentally know that if you are a responsible citizen and you do the right thing, you know, you have, you should have the right to protect yourself. Now, how do we get to the point where we know that all the right people have the stuff? Impossible task because you never know. Uh, my God, people, you know, the best of people can turn out to be the worst of people. Look at, uh, uh, Oh crap! <laughs> Forget it. Bill Cosby, for example, yeah. he was yeah. America's dad, and then he turns yeah. out with all that BS. You know what I mean? Well, Which, it just breaks you your heart. You know, it, it does. And you you can't even say that there is a possibility of having a system that would detect if someone is a good person, a good candidate to have a, something like a firearm, because people do change. Everything is always changing. Yeah. What a per uh, uh, what seemingly a good person this decade, next decade, life might have kicked them in the ass enough where you know what, maybe they're a little mentally unstable. True. Maybe they shouldn't have one anymore. Very it's true. It's not a system that can really ever be perfected. 
No, it's true. But that that's a that's a whole political landmine thing, and I'm sure we can talk yeah. about that when we make Over our other a nice podcast. Uh, yeah, you know, a nice bourbon. <laughs> but it is it is important. And a triple Maduro. Hey, yeah. <laughs> nice but it, <and> mature. <laughs> it is important to point out though that like the constant demilitarization of the new republic is a mistake. Yes, it's it's what it's what led up to everything, and even when we get into you know the the sequel the sequel movies it was so easy for the first order to sneak in we even read that book the uh what was it the the collector one the um force collector or whatever that was mm. called i love that book because it details how first order was just there there were people living in the societies and you know it's just like oh yeah dad's just there to protect people and stuff and and stop the bad guys but in actuality, it was a lot worse than that. But you had no way to combat it. And when we got to the fi- you know, the finale, you basically just have like nobody fighting. You have this little tiny resistance cell. Now everybody comes in the end, but you should have had all those people in the beginning. You know, you had to yeah. you had to put Lando out there to guilt trip people. You should have had a standing fleet that could have opposed the first order fleet, but they didn't, you know, I always thought it was interesting how Leia was always set apart from the politics and kind of forced into a certain role, obviously in the, in the original trilogy, she was kind of like the leading commander in a way, almost a silent commander of the army. Well, she was a general. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, you go from that to her being the literal leader of the resistance and her way is the only one that works. Unfortunately, I'm telling you it's the only thing that works. She should, and she should have been be the chancellor about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mon Mothma should have stepped down like the relic she was and let Leia send up there and do what she was born to do. And they never did. Well, was, the sad thing is, is it wasn't even because she was too cold, too calculating. Leia had a huge heart, arguably a bigger heart than on Mothma, I would say. And there's just no excuse for her to not have taken over that position. Leia wasn't a politician, though. Correct. That To me, that's the difference. She was not a politician, and politicians will always flock to politicians. You know? Yeah, she and, wasn't a figurehead. And they, sure. you know, nobody ever championed her. Everybody knew her in the public. But this was not a government ran by the public. You know, they had representation, but those rep- – and we've even seen that in this uh, – well, in um, in this show a bit. Obviously, you know, Andor was sort of set during the Empire. But, you know, just the, the grossness of the, the Coruscant upper class and how yeah. – they didn't care who was in government and the rebellion was only partially done what they failed to understand because some of their leaders were a part of that upper class, including Mon Mothma. It's like, I'm not trying to alienate these people. Maybe you should, maybe the rebellion needed to run deeper um, because the cancer was deeper. I'm not saying like start executing people, you know, like, the, the Spanish Inquisition style or going through French Revolutionary style, but like kick them off, kick them off Coruscant. It's like, you go, you go live here. You go figure out what mm-hmm. you're doing. Keep your damn money and go somewhere else. 
because your influence is done here. But it would have been a much different story if Leia would have actually ascended to uh, to where she should have been. But that's that's the tragedy, and that's what makes it realistic to me. Yeah. Another thing, kind of getting into the politics of Star Wars, I know this is completely separate from what this episode's about, but like, mm-hmm. think of how many representatives you really had per planet mm. compared to how many res- representatives you'd have like per state for us. Yeah, It's kind of ridiculous to think that one person could represent an entire planet's viewpoints. Well, but they didn't have the planetary electoral college, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, let, let's let's move on with the plot here a bit. So uh, Shard and his group are, you know, bombarding the planet. Uh, the captain's message wasn't received, uh, and he goes to the Mandalorian's to ask for help basically. Cause he's like, I can't do anything, but these people need help. And the Mandalorians, uh, they go for it. They, yep. they actually, they show up and they, uh, they fight off the pirates. What did you think about the whole sort of like space battle stuff here? Um, I, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was like anything amazing. I didn't feel like there was a, ton of pushback mm-hmm. personally i thought it was a bit one-sided which i guess with the amount of people they really had to fight it it does make sense mm-hmm. but i feel like they could have gone larger scale with this battle with the time frame they had which this episode was only uh it was 42 like 42 minutes yeah yeah just over 40 yeah yeah, so, I mean, we could have made this an hour-long episode, I feel like, and kind of up the, the battle a little bit. You know, personally for me, I actually like this, and I think that the Mandalorian should have had a somewhat easy time because they're warriors. But for me, I, I really do think that this is like the folly of these pirates and the syndicates and so forth. They don't necessarily meet with resistance out here. So when they actually are up against a formidable force, they're not going to win because they don't necessarily know how. And they're, you know, pirates by trade aren't necessarily going to call their friends because they don't necessarily have friends. They're pirates. And, uh, and there's a bit of hubris in there as well, where, you know, nobody stood up to me. So when somebody does, sometimes they, you, you know, you balk at that a bit. And they were very, they were ill-prepared for, yes. for dealing with two ships and a group of Mandalorians, which is pretty, pretty, it's a testament to Mandalorians. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think we only lost, what, two Mandalorians in this fight? Uh, I don't remember. I, I, I think a few of them were taken out, maybe. But yeah, it was, like you said, it was, it was pretty one-sided. Um, overall, but we had some fighting in the streets. Um, we had the the fighting in the air and and so forth. Um, eventually we do take down the, the Corsair as they like to call it. And I, I actually kind of liked the whole thing. It was pretty, pretty epic fashion. Yeah. Also, I love, I'm starting to really like the armor, which I don't know how I feel about that, but her, her little takedown was pretty awesome. You know, I, I, I feel like there's a there's a huge change here because I feel like and there this is. is this is what I'm talking about. This is what I was trying to talk about 
as we were going in the beginning because I had the same exact thoughts when we started this season. I was like, ah, great cult stuff. But realistically, I think that the cult is starting to shift because they start to see hope for their people through basically Mm Bo-Katan. And, you know, even towards the end here, we get Bo taking her helmet off in front of all the Mandalorians because the armor is like, look, you walk your path, we're walking ours, but we're going to both walk it together. We're you ha- Mandalore. Yeah, yeah, you have to walk the path the way you walk it. Don't walk it our way because that's, that's our way. It's not the way, it's our way. So I think that they did. They kind of backed off a little off of this hardcore cult thing keeping it internal and then it's like, but realistically we're all one tribe, so to speak. And we want to take back Mandalore. That's the ultimate goal. So I, I like where they're going with it. And I think you'll yeah, like what too. we eventually get towards when we get to the end. Yeah. I'm happy with that too. I like how Paz Vizsla can actually be an enjoyable character. Yeah. I always liked Paz, but at the same time you kind of didn't want to like him because of his, his rivalry yep. with Din. But that's that's been patched up. They're becoming pretty good allies, I think, at this point. He's a beast, just a total powerhouse of a character. There'll and, be more uh, with him. I think you'll enjoy good. the rest of, of the story with him in it, so for sure. So yeah, I mean, I, I I was very nervous about the cult stuff, but I'm very happy with the direction we've gone. So Yeah. It's the best thing that can happen, which is another reason why I'm kind of surprised that I know kind of looking forward that this F, this season has been really poorly received. Um, and I'm not seeing why so far. <coughs> so there's still a little bit more, but this episode had an 8.2 on it. Um, and as let me just check as we go along. Next episode is where things will get interesting, but the final two episodes still hold an 8.8 and an 8.5. So so they've, they've, they've bounced up a little. Maybe I was just listening to a more negative side. It's, it's because it's because of the next episode, the next episode, and then the convert, the Jack black episode. Yes. So (laughs) that episode and then the convert, uh, which was our doctor episode Mm -hmm. where we were totally away from the Mandalorians. Those two episodes really did um, ruin it for some people. And when we get to the end, I'll talk to you about why some people didn't like the ending as well, which is a little stupid in my opinion. But but no, uh, just to wrap this up, though, we get our talk between Bo and the armor. We go forward and we have Grief ceding land to the Mandalorians on Navarro. So they have a permanent home here on Navarro. They don't have to go back to the cave. They can flourish right here um, until, you know, they go to uh, start talking about actually taking Mandalore. So that is, that's a good, that's a good thing. You know, they can kind of be among people again. This is where they were originally anyway in the sewers. But, um, but that, that's pretty much the end of that story. And then we get a little tidbit at the end where we find a uh, shuttle, an Imperial type, what is, uh, what is it, Lambda shuttle or... Yeah. And uh, have some dead bodies <laughs> and some carbon scoring and some shots fired. 
Um, and it, a plate of Beskar. Yeah. Well, we learn that Moff Gideon has escaped custody. Yes. Yes, the chicken, the fried chicken master has returned. <laughs> and he's going to blow up some faces. Oh, boy. I I felt I, I felt th- this final scene was really ominous though because you're just out in space, very little light, very horror movie esque. I thought our captain was done for. I thought he was going to get blasted too. out of the sky. Totally man. thought he was going to get killed on this one or captured. Yeah, I, I was the, fir- the very first shot of the the cruiser. It's like ooh, <laughs> ooh, active Empire cruiser, not good. Yeah, I was, I was expecting I was some scared. tractor beam action there, something going on. So yeah, yeah, very creepy scene. I like how they set that up. Absolutely. But that basically brings us to the end of the episode here. So a very short, concise episode, not a lot of filler at all. But true. Still pretty full bodied for the, the time we got. I would agree. <laughs> Anything else we need to talk about the episode? Are we ready for ratings? I think we're ready. All right. What's the rating and why? Yeah. So again, just kind of reiterating, it's a well-paced episode. Um, I like the direction we're going with the Mandalorian, specifically the, the cult uh, stuff going on is starting to dwindle, shrink away, so I'm happy to see that. I'm beginning to really like the armor and Pez Vizsla's character arc, so that's a good change. Uh, Bo's just clearly being set up uh, to be the new leader, which is what we all wanted from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Din is not going to be a leader. He can barely even use the Darksaber, so he wouldn't be much of a leader, but Bo would. So looking forward, if they go the direction I think they're going, I'm very excited to see next episode. Uh, we get a cool battle. Kind of wish it could have been a little longer, but I do agree with uh, your sentiment that it should have been a pretty quick, decisive victory. So it was uh, very satisfying regardless. Yeah. And yeah, good, good episode all around. So um, let's go with an 8.2 for this. Actually, no, 8.4. I'm going to bump it up a little. Good episode. Okay, fair enough. I I, th- I think that's that's pretty fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think pretty much everything that we that we got was was very good. It was concise. You know, I, I like kind of the 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 fighting aspect of it. You know, I, I enjoyed the the battle that we saw. Um just getting away from the strict cult stuff was really nice. Um, we're having a good connection between, you know, the way, and then just Mandalorians in general, it's going to set up for some other stuff here as we go along. But overall, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a good tight episode. Um, very enjoyable to watch, uh, and to the point, which sometimes we don't always get, uh, really in anything nowadays. So I, I was, I, I think I'm going to stick with my original rating that I came in with, and I'm just going to go a little bit higher and go uh, 8.5 for this episode. Okay. Yeah. I feel like most episodes we've been pretty, uh, pretty even with our opinion of it. Pretty yeah. Similar. Yeah. Yeah. Fa- fairly, fairly. I don't think we've even rated anything quite this high so far yet. So we've uh, we've definitely been creeping up there. 
We'll see uh, how high your score is next week. Uh, I'm telling you. I have you, seen the infamous, infamous scene of it. So I, Yeah, people are I, people I are not happy. To to. They were definitely not happy about it. Can I state an unpopular opinion or potentially unpopular opinion? I don't know. Should you save that for the bourbon podcast or should you say it now? Yeah, I'll say it now. I'm a little bit over Jack Black. Yeah, Jack Black has become very much a bit of a tool to me. I don't, I don't want to go that hard on it. I, I just, I you know, I'm not quite sure I ever found him, like, funny. I like some of, like, the, the, the like tenacious, tenacious D, D stuff. I like the movies and some of the really early stuff, but I don't know. I, he I ha- think he's uh, lost his edge. He has the same voice. Age. That overdone yeah. voice in a lot of things. It just, I don't know. It, it, he he's always Jack Black. There's really no range there as as like an actor. But we'll we'll see what we think about next week and and kind of get get to that. Um, More importantly, did you like Lizzo? Oh boy, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll play a bunch of Lizzo music, uh, cop, copyrighted Lizzo music next week, so we can get in the in the mood. You know. Yeah. <laughs> She actually is a talented musician, though. She's got an amazing voice. I've watched some of the, like the tiny desk performances yeah. and everything. She she is a great singer. It, and it's not just her voice, though. Like she is actually a musician too. And yes. whoever's been producing her is really good as well. Because like the 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 musicianship of her music is very tight. And it's very funk mm-hmm. heavy. You know, like seventies funk heavy, yep. but like modern seventies funk type of deal. This. Bass like lines the, and instrumentation the way that and Bruno stuff. Mars went with the last couple yeah. albums. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. She she's definitely got a vibe. I, I don't necessarily it's know. Something different, you know. It's her, different. Yeah. Her message is different. Her music's different. I like Lizzo as an artist. Yeah, as an artist. Yeah, absolutely. I have no idea about anything past that. I'm not bumping her music, but I understand yeah. it. I, I think it it, yeah. it certainly it is appealing musically. Um, but you know, is what it is. So anyway, folks, uh, hopefully you enjoyed all that and you're going to subscribe to our bourbon cigar politics getting canceled podcast. <laughs> when we when we make that, we'll have to figure out a name and a logo and slap it up there someday. But we'll I see. Think canceled should be in the name of the podcast. Just It'll just be called canceled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. Oh, well. Well, anyway, folks, if uh, if you have anything to discuss or you want uh, us to discuss uh, on a future episode, you can always uh, find us on the social media at TC Plan Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, or just go ahead and send us an email to tcplanpodcast at gmail.com. Anything you might uh, want us to discuss, we will try and do that. Uh, but I think that that is about the end, so y'all have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the force and the bad air quality with you.